Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome back to the Runny Drink Podcast, and it's time for another quick bite. The snack-sized version of the Runny Drink Podcast. This is quick bite number 76. And this week, we are only going to be talking about a single location, no run. This is just a little bit of info for you folks if you are traveling on a great place to go for some delicious craft beer. Yes. We're flashing back to our trip to Huntsville, Alabama, because we couldn't get it all in a single episode. There was so much, so many great places, great breweries. We had to do a couple of quick bites so that you would have the full experience of the Huntsville beer and food scene. When you're lucky enough to travel to a town and you get an embarrassment of riches, you just make sure that you um, take photos, video, get the uh, get the notebook out and oh. get the content there because um, we really struck it rich going to Huntsville, Alabama. And like we've said on uh, the previous episode, mm. who knew? Who knew? Well... This is a great opportunity for us to talk about one of my favorite places, literally, of the entire uh, almost week that we were there, and it's a place called Inner Space Brewing. And it was the one of the last places that we went before we flew home. Yeah, uh, we had, uh, I believe it was the last day we were killing time before our flight, mm. and we wanted to check them out. And this is a, like many businesses that are in the Huntsville area because mm. of their ties to NASA, this yes. is a place that has a space-related theme. Yes, and when you show up to Inner Space Brewing, it's kind of an industrial area that they're located in, uh, really just walking distance from the Campus 805 yes. that we talked about in the full episode where we where, talked about Huntsville. Where Yellowhammer and Straight to Ale are located. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, this is literally walking distance from it in a little industrial um industrial building mm -hmm. and as you walk in you see they've got all things space up on the walls oh, yeah. for decor so whether you are an enthusiast for real space memorabilia like uh, things from NASA related to space missions that we've actually flown or you're a fan of Star Wars, Star Trek mm. um, science fiction that is set in space this is the place for you it's awesome. And it's such a laid back environment too. I mean, we walked in there and we saw we hey, we saw Doctor Who references in there. We did. And like a standing Darth Vader. Yep. And it was so laid back and it had an indoor space as well as an outdoor space to enjoy your beer. It looks like they had just built the outdoor seating. Like the wooden deck like the, area? The wooden, yeah, it was um, like built-in, like divider with bench seating, and the, the wood looked very fresh, so it looked mm -hmm. like they had just built it recently. Yeah, and lots of silver, lots of blue in the color palette, and... Just and the the unique light fixtures. I don't. What do you call those? Well, 
there, there's a certain aesthetic that a lot of places up there adopt, and they are adopting the Atomic Era mm. um, Art Deco-ish kind of yeah. stuff. And the, uh, the, the best way I could describe it is if you are like a video gamer and you like Fallout, uh, the Fallout series, they have a lot of like the 50s, 60s era stuff, that the, the post-atomic era um, aesthetic to it. That A lot of places adopt that. These light fixtures really harken back to that type of design aesthetic. Um, it was great. Just really cool. It was great. And they had free chips and uh, like a queso dip. Yeah, they were making queso, guacamole. Gay, uh, they had salsa. Mm-hmm as well and they just i mean they were they were giving that away to to eat while you were sampling and you know what i liked about this we walked up and sat down at the bar and the owners daniel and nicole wallace are working the bar and it's the first sunday that they've been open like period yeah so they were there they were super friendly and i think we were the first people in i think we were because it was that early in the day but it rapidly filled up mm-hmm. while we were there like i mean it felt like we brought the crowd but i feel like they have such a following that people just because they knew so many people I, who came I, in i was actually shocked it was it was oh bill oh hey tom hey i mean they knew everybody by yeah. name except us such nice but and they treated us though like we were old friends they did it was really great yeah yeah i mean and we sat down at the bar and I mean, there was like a slushy machine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The beer slushies. The beer slushies. And I, what I was getting back to when we were sitting down at first, we were thinking, oh, you know, we'll, we'll need to purchase a flight mm-hmm. because we want to share the variety of beers. They, the original beers they have on tap for you. But Nicole and Daniel, they're like, no, 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 you can get, what you would normally get in a flight size individually purchase those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know we've seen it in other places, but I just like that they were just, you know, you don't have to get a flight if you don't want to sample what you want to. And really I would have had the whole board. Well, we almost did. I mean, they had, (laughs) I think they had about 11 or 12 on, on tap, Mm -hmm. all originals, no guest taps, as I recall. Right. They were all original. I'm looking at the picture. They had, they have a television, with their board up mm-hmm. on there. And we've seen that at number three here, but yeah, a lot of places that use untapped or, mm-hmm. or some of the other, um, the, the other point of sale systems or, yeah. or beer tracker systems. So you can see it do that. And you know, all original stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we were able to both sample without overlapping this time. I don't think we overlapped. Yeah, so, we didn't overlap. So let's walk people through what we had. Oh, well, ladies first. You're going to make me go first. I knew it. I love that some of their beers have or pay homage to sci fi, to science fiction esque or, or classics. Mm-hmm. And this first one was the Leia Lager. Okay. The Leia Lager. And you know. Which Leia? Like Princess Leia. Of course. course. Come on. Come on. I even think they had Star Wars posters up in there. They did. Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who. They had a, I believe it was a bookshelf uh, shaped like a TARDIS. Yes. So. Great stuff. Really neat aesthetic if you like, if you liked, uh, if you like science fiction. The Leia Lager was 
5.5 ABV, and it was a lighter golden color and a light head on the top. And it's billed as an American lager. It was crisp, clean, light. It wasn't too hoppy at all. And I mean, I would say sessionable. Okay. I, I would say sessionable, moderate carbonation, not really strong carbonation. Mm-hmm. Like a Modelo. Okay. Even though this is not a Mexican lager. Right, right. That those are the flavors that kind of it reminded me of. Well, I so. mean, that's not a bad thing. That's that's a great hot weather beer. Yeah. I think, especially now that we're in the summer and we're back here in Florida in the heat and humidity, then that would be great to have here if we could have it. But sadly, we cannot. So as we're going through these beers, please keep in mind, most of the brewery scene up there, except for maybe one or two, they're brewing for for their own distribution in their respective uh, tap rooms, as well as maybe some local or regional distribution. Some of these are really hard to get outside of the state. I don't believe that Inner Space was doing distribution outside of the area. So. I so, don't think so. Um, but Straight to Ale said that, and we found some Brojo. True. So, I mean, the, you may find it if you have an enterprising um, um, package store or I don't know. a place that, that's able to get their hands on it. Um, any of these that we, we tell you about, um, keep in mind, you know, guys, we always filter out the stuff that's not so great and we only bring you the great stuff. If you can get your hands on any of these beers that we're talking about, you're not going to be disappointed. Inner space had awesome. Every single thing I had, I'm just going to say was awesome. Yeah. And, and when I say we filter out stuff, that's not so great. Uh, I didn't have to do that here. <laughs> they, really, <laughs> they really were making some killer beers. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, you, you must go. Yeah, so it's your turn. My turn, right? Okay, so (laughs) um, you went with the lager. I started with a wheat uh, wheat ale. Yeah. So their White Star Wheat is an unfiltered wheat ale that clocks in at five percent ABV. Um, I would describe this as cloudy and yellow. This gave uh, notes of banana and clove, similar to um, some um, Belgian. style ales that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, this had a mild natural carbonation and a medium body. Um, even at 5%, I would say sessionable, but not to be paired with a really heavy meal because you're going to find yourself very full, very fast. Um, excellent choice though. If you like wheat ales, which I do, I tend to gravitate towards things that are a little more, uh, weedy bready malty than hoppy and uh, this was a great um, way to to kick off the flight that i had or the sampling that i had right because i mean we did i had four you had four four. so in a sense we had a flight right but we weren't limited to that number or we didn't have to buy it all at once right which was great we could pick and choose and take our time and they were not stingy with the samples either no. Like, oh, if we're thinking about this or thinking about that, just whew, we got to try yeah, before and, we committed. And you had a ton of people coming in, you know, um, couples, families. Mm-hmm. Um, they had great tables set up with games for kids. Yeah. So, again, uh, run by a family mm-hmm. in an environment that was very conducive in a family atmosphere yeah. and, and just, you know, 
great for space nerds too. So, oh yeah. Um, and speaking of space nerds, yeah. The second part of my flight, yes, was STS Rye Saison. STS being a reference to the space shuttle program, the space transit system. Yes. So every space shuttle mission was designated with the prefix STS, a practice which came to a wheel stop with the final uh, of Atlantis, STS-135, according to Interspace's website. Yes. Yes. So this was the STS Rye Saison. Now, you like... Rye whiskey. I like rye whiskey, yes. You sometimes like saisons. I sometimes like saisons depending on how they finish. And how was this? This, this is an odd, sounds like an odd combination. Oh, it has the rye flavor and that gives it a bite. And you would expect when you hear saison to pucker up. A little more tart. Buttercup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But tart or that that um you'll you'll hear it called barnyard. That you know, barnyard or horse blanket flavor. I don't know. Well, this was not that. Okay. This was not that. This rye saison, it had a bite from the rye. It wasn't sour. I it it had a, a medium carbonation. It it had quite a head on it when it came uh in that sampler glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, or that, what you would normally get on a flight, and five point five, it it didn't taste overly boozy, but I really I like the flavor. I like the flavor a lot. Enough to do a whole pint. I would. Okay. I would. Um, the yellow color, kind of a golden yellow, very, and you can see through the glass okay. when you hold it up. So, I I liked it. So lighter body, but a little higher in the gravity. Mm-hmm. A little, but it's not, I mean, it's not like a seven or an eight. Right, so. right. Yeah. No, I get to one of those later. Uh-huh. You do. <laughs> well, what what did you have next? Well, up next for me, um, when I go to the store, um, you know, I, I actually very much enjoy like a Boddington's pub ale, like an English pub ale. And they actually had a pub ale on tap there. No fancy name. It was called Pub Ale. It's their English Pub Ale. Clocked in at 4.75% ABV. Mm. And this was a very light-bodied beer with an amber color. Mm. Moderately carbonated. And it gave you uh, notes of caramel and malt on the nose. And it was a slightly bitter finish. If you, but not too bitter. Not too bitter. But so if you like, like a again, uh, liken it to say Boddington's Pub Ale. Um, if you like, maybe mm, if you gravitate towards um, Irish Reds, you probably would enjoy this uh, being a, a kind of a milder version of like an Irish Red. Um, super drinkable at under five percent. That would clock in it or, or or be in my my range of what i would call sessionable mm-hmm. um with the moderate carbonation and light body that'd be great for eating or drinking with a meal mm. so like a nice burger yeah oh that'd be this would be a perfect burger beer mm. absolutely perfect burger beer yeah, yeah. definitely so that Dang. was a big winner for me on the list well Back you know to you. i i Speaking of 
beer that has a reputation for being sour. I had a keen lime goza next. Okay. This is where I think the space thing comes into play here because I think that an alien took over, took you over and replaced my wife with you Mm -mm. because no, because this one had a special finish on it. This one had a sea salt finish. And so it wasn't so tart on the end. This, this coming from a woman. Did I not let you try this? You did. And it was actually very good, but you have historically not been a fan of sours or gozas and, when they brought you this salted key lime goza, I'm like, there's no way she's going to like this. And you <laughs> loved it. I also think it had something to do with a heavier carbonation and the salt and the lime aroma. Because I'm I'm a big key lime pie fan. Not that this had a pie flavor to it. It wasn't Mm-mm. sweet at all. But I just think the salt curbs the tartness. And... The aroma was just so lime. Maybe not like key lime, because you know we're down there in the keys, mm-hmm. and we have key lime pie. So that's a very specific aroma, very specific flavor. Mm-hmm. This had lime, like strong lime. I agree. Lighter body, but heavier carbonation, and a, a nice golden color. So I would, I would, yes, the alien <laughs> abducted. Body version of your that likes wife goes whatever it is i would have a whole pint of this uh, and uh, did they not say that it was in their slushy that they had or was it the base just the just the goza base i think there? that they were doing the whole thing as a slushy okay i believe I, i'm i'm not i don't recall i didn't take a note but i know that it was a goza of some kind and no, we didn't get the slushy. So no, would they let us try a little bit though? Yeah, but we didn't. Good. We didn't order one. It was good. So you were there for beer. Come on, I was there for beer, and boy, did the next one uh, deliver for ha, me. Ha, tell uh, me, tell us. This was called their Dark Skies Dark Saison. Mm-hmm. I've never had a Dark Saison. This was a first for me. Oh, this one, however, clocked in at. 8% ABV. You don't do a lot of saisons. I don't do a lot of saisons and I tend not to do a lot of beers that are, you know, over 7%. And when you get north of 7, you run that risk of being really boozy. Yeah, and really. This Ten. this one really reminded me of a, a milk stout. This had notes of dark toasted malts and dark chocolate. It had a very mild carbonation. And a sweetness on the end that reminded me of, of a lactose uh, oh, yeah? fermentation process. It was fantastic. Hey, their website says it's the it became a year-round favorite, the ideal beer for cold winter nights. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, at, because it, it's, it's a medium to full-bodied beer, I don't know that I would do this with a big meal. Mm. This would be a great one for after a meal. Yeah. Um, you could do a whole pint of it, but again, you know, Be at, careful. at that point at 8%, that, you know, take your time. You're not slamming this. This yeah. is one to sip and enjoy. Yeah. But um, flavor-wise, uh, uh, Dark Saison, I, I'll tell you, this beer right here has me looking now when we go to different places to see if anybody else is doing a Dark Saison. It's so neat when we go and we travel 
and we meet these different brewers and we see their their different takes on styles. It really is. You know, we joke with some of our friends in, in the business and say, you know, you're you're a, a mad scientist or whatever. But there is but a certain are. element of that. Yeah. You know, they're experimenting. You know, the chemistry um, that goes into making beer. There's biology that goes into making beer because you're talking about different types of yeasts mm-hmm. and different processes that you're you're doing to create these these beer styles. These guys are are doing some really good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that was my, and that is the highest of my uh, group that I did, the yeah, highest you, ABV. So you come down a little bit for your last one. I do. Yeah, but I am keeping it right at the higher you're, end you're with mine. Keeping my, it real. I'm keeping it real. No, I can't do that. I'm not. I'm <laughs> keeping it real high ABV. Really high ABV, like as got. in seven. Okay. Seven percent. So maybe not quite at your level, sir. No. But I had. The Andromeda Stout. Okay. The Andromeda Stout, which is a dark, not see-through at all stout. The nice dark color reminds me of espresso. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With almost... Actually, the I'm looking at the picture you took. It looks... Yeah. If you were to shrink that, it looks like an espresso with the crema on top. Mm-hmm. Because the head looks like that. Yeah. So, it... It had moderate carbonation, toasted malt, coffee flavors. I mean, and such a smooth finish. It was just like a cup of coffee, but it was a beer. Would you do a whole pint of that one? I I would, but I think I'm in the same camp as you when you talked about your uh, dark sky, dark saison, mm-hmm. that it you would have to watch yourself. With this. That's 7%, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's... You're not starting to, your night with that. No, and it's to be enjoyed. Yes. I think it's to be enjoyed. Like like you sip on an espresso mm-hmm. and not gun it. Right. It's the same kind of concept here. And we're not really... We're not chugging beers Mm-mm. ever. Chug, 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 <laughs> We're chug, not doing chug. that. It's not us. No. For, for us, really, when we start talking about these beers, we really do spend some time, you know, taking notes when we're doing the, the drinking, uh, the tasting. We're, we're wanting to find what's unique in each one. And bring that to and you. And bring that to you guys. And it's... It's a great chance to just see what these these different brewers are doing, and like I said, the guys, I think that they're they're doing a phenomenal job here. At it was great. I got a picture with them mm-hmm. uh, right in front of that TARDIS and their big sign, their Interspace Brewing sign. Before we left, they were so nice to us. They really were so welcoming, and I just and the reason we do this is that when you go across the country and you vacation or runcation, that. You can indulge, and we can be a resource to help with that if you happen to be in that area. And we tend to gravitate towards breweries, not because we're huge um, beer fans, although I think we've become. I think we have. Uh, Early in life, I was not. Uh, but I think what it what it is is that as the, the, the brewery culture has started to have its renaissance, what's happening is they are becoming, breweries are becoming gathering places. Yeah. And they are becoming places that are, realizing that pairing of beer and food pairing of beer and food and community events is and is 
getting people to come back and stay mm-hmm. and some of these places are doing such killer food. Oh my gosh. Or they're having these amazing food trucks come in. Yeah. And you're just getting this awesome opportunity. Like you might have a, a brewery in your neighborhood mm-hmm. that's established, but then the food rotates from week to week because of different food trucks. So I don't know, it just it provides you such an awesome opportunity for some variety. It's and great. To, and for new flavors and new opportunities. So and yeah, we hope that's that why we, we like it. Bring to you the information you need if you are ever to encounter these breweries, these tap rooms, these restaurants and bars, and so that you can make the most out of running, eating, and drinking. Yeah, but that's a that was a rat hole because I've got another beer to talk about. Oh, okay. So we went down that rat hole. Yeah, I was really... We were saving the best for last, weren't we? This was one of my favorites, and I don't tend to go towards fruit beers very frequently. But um, they have one on tap here at Interspace called the Blueberry Milkshake. Mm. So you got two of my favorite things. I do love blueberries, do. generally speaking. Mm-hmm. I always buy them for morning breakfast. Yes, he and, does. Uh, who doesn't like a good milkshake? <laughs> But they're doing a blueberry fruit ale brewed with lactose. Lactose is the same thing that they're brewing uh, milk stouts with because yeah. that's the, the milk sugar yes. that uh, they use for milk stouts. This one clocks in at 4.75% ABV. You have decreased considerably from your last I had to. One. <laughs> otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to walk onto Campus 805 from here. <laughs> um, but this was a, a really neat... Um, clearish uh clear in terms of you know light passing through it but it had a pinkish red hue uh mild natural carbonation Mm. slight sweetness but a very strong blueberry flavor coming through yes and that that slight sweetness comes from the lactose that they use in the fermentation process and just a i I call this a medium-bodied fruit ale be the best way to describe it medium body yeah but you would have more than one of these you could do more than one because of the abv but because of the body of it um i don't know that you would do more than two would you want to make it into an adult milkshake okay now if you were to to get some really good uh vanilla ice cream like say with uh with a tahitian vanilla bean or something like that and blend that yeah that would make an awesome grown-up blueberry milkshake that would be fantastic all right so our friends at interspace if you're listening yes we um, hope you are and you you know wanted to sell some adult milkshakes in the summertime i'd be more than happy to come back and taste test them for you yes i will be your quality control person we will come back and do it just for you and our audience so that was probably one of my favorites. Uh, the, the last two. I'd say Dark Sky Saison was just such a neat uh, find that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And then, again, wasn't expecting to love an, a fruit ale, and I, I did. I loved it. It's it, They've done unique takes on Saisons because a rye Saison. Yeah, that was also Yeah, that was unexpected also. And I don't think, I don't know if I can choose a favorite from my flight this time because they were all very different and very good. Your, not only were yours all different within your flight, they were all different from mine. And mm-hmm. then same, same goes for me. This is such a weird spread of things from a, a, a wheat 
ale to a fruit ale <laughs> and so a dark saison. I would probably say the dark sky saison was my favorite only because yeah. I do like uh, darker, <sighs> heavier bodied beers. I don't know. But um, so I, hard to choose. Blueberry milkshake was a close second. Yeah, I mean, like that Andromeda Stout was so much like a cup of coffee, and I love coffee, but the Key Lime Goza and the Rice on. I just, they're so different and so unique. I remember sitting there at the time, I think that you liked the Key Lime Goza the most, because I, I, I was, I I was I marveling it. at I how much I you liked it. that beer. I know I loved it. I just, yeah, some unique stuff, and they're doing it right, so... Daniel and Nicole Wallace from Inner Space Brewing, thank you for welcoming us into your tap room and brew house and having such great offerings, so unique and different, and just appealing to space nerds everywhere. Sci fi nerds. Yes. Like thank me. you. Thank Ooh. you. Yeah. Great time. So, if you're finding yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, traveling for work or for pleasure, this is one of the places that you absolutely have to go. I believe that they are on the Ale Trail or the yes as well. Yeah, so we got a stamp there. If you are, I believe, trying to complete the Ale Trail, you pick up one of the passports. Yeah, this is one of the many places that you'll stop to get a stamp. Yeah, go there. You're not going to regret it. It's just a fantastic space run by really cool, really nice people. And this will scratch your sci-fi and space itch for you while for sure. serving up some some killer creative beers. Definitely. So that'll do it for our quick bite here featuring Inner Space Brewing from Huntsville, Alabama. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking us along on your commute or your maybe your short run this week. And we hope you'll tune in next week. We have some big things coming. We do. We've got big stuff coming from the virtual run that we're doing up at mm -hmm. Disney. Yeah. And we'll have a full episode with running, eating, and drinking. Yeah. So it's not just the drink podcast. Right. But that'll be a full episode as opposed to a quick bite. Right. We're we're on the road this week. So we're, we're traveling a little bit. So we decided let's flash back to a couple things that we really didn't get to cover but really need to be covered for everyone to know about from Huntsville. And we and, may have another one of these coming up uh, in a day or two. Yeah, you never know. You never know. In the meantime, if you enjoy what you hear, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, while well, it's still called iTunes, and look us up in the podcasts and give us a rating and review. We really need those to help get discovered and to let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, if you'll take 30 seconds, run over there, give us a quick rating and review. That really helps out with Apple Podcasts serving us when people start searching for um, travel podcasts or brewing podcasts or beer podcasts. It helps us with the discoverability. So Eating, drinking, A little bit of bed. just that 30 seconds of your time yes. helps us so much. Yes, and you can get into it from runeatdrink.net. We do have a link you can click on to take you straight into Apple Podcasts. Right on the front page. Right on the front page. So if you did that, we would be eternally grateful. And we are so grateful that you have tuned in. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.